go for it. Just talk shit. Say whatever you want. Talk shit. Oh man, it's gonna be a whole episode where they just make fun of our accents. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good idea. Like, teach us how to speak Australian. Yo, can you throw auto tune on me? (laughs) I can. I can post if you want for sure. (laughs) So that's a good job," said Smokey the Bear. Henlo and GM. What's going on, Honeycast? It's F to the dub, and today we got a ball of an episode, and it just might leave you with some alpha to chew on. We're sitting down with the folks over at Gumball Protocol. Have you heard of DeFi? Have you heard of NFTs? Now this new meta about NFTFi? It just might spark the next bulla and unlock liquidity for the DGENs, and Gumball's looking to be the people at the forefront. What's going on, guys? Dude, that was such a good intro. Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. That was so That's good. Crazy. <laughs> Thank you for having us, man. I'm speechless. That was great. I just sweet talk at Dub into doing the intro today. I was like, man, you can do it. You got this. He's like, oh, I don't know. He just that crushed was it. unreal. Dude, you got to do like Spotify ads and stuff. The true voice of a news or. Indeed. So today we got the co-host Tez and Goose. Hello, hello. Hello. G'day, mate. We're doing Australian accents today. Yeah. Well, maybe we do every day. How are you, F-Dub, mate? No one's asked you how you're doing. G'day. I'm good. I'm good, man. Just uh, hanging out. Excited to talk with the gumball people. We've got... Uh, do we have all the gumballers here? No. Just the tip of the iceberg. You only got a fraction. Ray. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. <laughs> so we've got Zinger, Mo, and Broccoli. Yo, what's up? Hey. GM, GM, and hello. And low. Oh, dude, you almost didn't copy pasta. Hello. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, thanks for having us on, guys. Glad we could finally get it sorted with uh, all the hecticness of the New Year's. We're hyped to be on. So how do you want us to talk about this? Do you want us to go, like, one by one, F to the W? or just Yeah, I think we should work on your Australian accents and try as best you can to describe things with that accent. <laughs> I like that. No, but, um, <laughs> in your best you Australian have accent. a C-word pass from the Aussies. You do. You get three, guys. <laughs> three. I'm counting. Warning. C-word pass activated. Three strikes remaining. Just throw them out there. All right. What's the what's with all the R's? Why are you guys adding R's on the end of all these words? That's what I really want to know. Yeah, I think you guys add I the R. We, dude, we must sound so nuts to you guys. We take away the R, I reckon. What do we sound like? You sound like the people in the Hollywood films. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Brock, you got a bit of like a, a surfer, like a get like that California, California surfer. Like, yeah, bro, let's get pitted, you know, that kind of vibe. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. That's just weed. <laughs> all right. Enough of this accent talk. Let's talk about Gumball. So okay. how did you all meet and get together and kind of what's the origin story behind the Gumball? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I'd say the, the core team kind of met in like college uh, and we were just like all homies uh back then i think the only crypto was fucking bitcoin so like none of us were into crypto or anything when we met and then over the past however many years we've all just been like hobbyists and in web3 with big DeFi dgens on like uh phantom uh DeFi summer and then uh we've just kind of had team members that have done various projects and various ecosystems and it all kind of coalesced last year uh at like a christmas party we were drunk and we were like yeah we should start something i don't know what and what was it at first? It wasn't even related to NFTs. It was like a like a treasury project for Solidly, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was originally a Solidly aggregator, and then we pivoted to 
redeemable assets on a bonding curve and then kind of shifted to see like how uh liquid nfts would go and it worked a lot better with the bonding curve yeah model. you guys remember unisocks oh yeah yeah so that's like the origin really of like the basis is like for those not familiar it was like a project from uniswap back in the day that was like these socks that you could buy on a bonding curve they're like nft socks and you could then like redeem them for like a physical pair of socks and so it was like these socks that you could have staked and they would earn you yield or whatever um and so our idea was like okay physical collectibles sold on a bonding curve that are backed by nfts uh and that project we started off it was called like a peer on uh it was like a fucking awful name and terrible branding <laughs> and as we were working through it and kind of getting into the weeds of it we just realized we were like okay like in order to build this like physical nft marketplace what we really need to do first is build like this liquid nft marketplace to be kind of like the back end of it and so like in a way we kind of went full circle we went from the redeemable nfts to then doing like the liquid nft marketplace and now that that's built we're kind of focusing back on doing more like redeemables, physical tie-ins, stuff like that. Don't forget gaming. GameFi, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, essentially, like, we just, we kind of had this premise for NFTs that you could buy and sell, like, tokens, and we had all these different applications. We just were like, we need to build, like, the AMM for it first. Uh, and so that's Gumball, kind of the premier product. Yeah, wow, I actually didn't realize it was such a long road for you guys. But you got your hands messy and all sorts of things before you got to Gumball. That's cool, I didn't know that. And you guys have been working together. Yeah, it's been about a year now. Yeah, right. We just hit our, like, one year of, of like, that Christmas party where we all kind of got back together. And then I think other members of our team have been building on chain since probably 2019 and in various aspects and, you know, NFT projects here and there, stuff like that. So it was kind of cool to finally have like a project that it felt like all the homies could like come together on and like work together on. It's really what it's become. Lots of veterans, I think, in the gumball squad. I joined, I'd say like June. <laughs> I've been in like the crypto radar for a while. Yeah, I've always been interested in the blockchain tech of everything. And then when I heard about NFTs, heard what the homies are doing, kind of skedaddled my way in here. And it's been awesome. It's, it's been a pleasure working with these guys, honestly. It's been a pleasure having you, Zinger. Aww. Thanks, Mo. I mean, yeah, Zinger is a great example of somebody who like, when people are like, oh, how do you get into like being on a Web3 team or in a project? It's like, she literally was just like, oh, this project's sick. Like, how can I help? And so it's been like a really natural progression having you on. And I know like you're much better with like Twitter spaces and shit like that. So it's been super nice having somebody that's more focused on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, Gumball is, is such a cool concept and it's so new. And I love the idea of liquid NFTs and just seeing what happened to people in the last bear, you know, and uh, just people just could not sell their digital assets. It just, it's a bummer, you know. So I, that's why I'm such a crazy Gumball supporter and promoter. It's because you could always sell it back to the bond curve for the floor price. And I think that's huge, like, especially when it comes to onboarding. Like, if I want to onboard my friends and family that have heard about crypto and NFTs but are afraid to get into it, I would want to onboard them into Gumball because at least that way I know if they do it and they're like, meh, I don't like it. They could just sell it back to the bonding curve or, you know, you have the DeFi aspects and staking and all that good stuff. So I love it. I love it all. And people have been so awesome. Like FW, Tez, Goose, like you guys have been so grand Aww. and it's been just great vibes all around. That's been fun. I would encourage anyone who wants to kick back and have a, a nice lighthearted chat to join one of their Twitter spaces. They're pretty fun. The, the Zinger spaces? The Zinger space. Yeah. They don't always just talk about gumball. I mean, they cover a wide <laughs> variety of topics. They do indeed. Goose, Tez, I think you guys are listening in. It got very philosophical. 
Yeah, it did go on. It was at the mushroom trip. It was the four hour. Hey, <laughs> bro, I was there for the first like hour, and then I like I had to go do some other shit, and I came back like three hours later, and it was still running, and I was like, oh my god, dude, like what the hell? And you, were, I thought you forgot about it and had it like running, and it was just still running. It was awesome, dude. It felt like an hour. It felt I could have gone longer, but I was like, wait, I have to go do human things. Like I have to go eat and stuff. No, when did what was your first experience in crypto? I forgot. My first experience in crypto was how I. Did did a school project on Bitcoin back when it was at $300 and instead of buying it I bought weed <laughs> yeah nice. and what's and the, what's the price of weed now <laughs> uh, the price of weed has gone down oh my God. Uh, now that it's legal but yeah i've been in and out of crypto i was it i was dabbling in 2017 a bit um and then i think 2019 2020 is when i started really getting into it and uh, had the support of some of the team members uh, who were more certified DGENs than I was at the time and really showed me the ropes of day trading and uh, just like researching good projects. That's really what got me interested. But after that, I was like many of our friends, we just wanted to build something with friends. And that's kind of how I got looped into Gumball with these cool guys. Yeah, nice. I reckon let's dive into it a bit because we have touched on a couple of things regarding Gumball, but maybe we get like a nice foundation of just explaining to the folks at home, what is Gumball and, and what is the issues that Gumball addresses? Are we able to get a little primer for everyone? Yeah, definitely. So the main issue that Gumball addresses is like basically a lack of liquidity around NFTs in general. There are some options for liquidity, like for NFTs, PseudoSwap and NFTX and things like that, that kind of aim to bring and aggregate liquidity for existing NFT collections. Gumball is kind of a different approach to creating NFTs that have liquidity built into them. That idea basically being like, what would it look like if an NFT collection minted and that money that was raised during minting stayed in like a community pool, which is the bonding curve, and acted as liquidity for people to buy and sell against. That's basically like the axiom of the whole thing. Uh, it was kind of taking like a DeFi swap fee model that DEXs were using and kind of applying it to like an NFT collection. So that's like the basic outline of it. Like Zinger touched on earlier, you know, I think that there's a few like major issues with the NFT space that kind of need like some rebalancing. You know, I think that it's great that NFTs have kind of opened an avenue for artists to create like artwork or whatever and to like be able to like make money off of it and to like use that to support themselves. Uh, I think currently the paradigm of how NFTs are set up, though, is a little imbalanced in the fact that once you buy an NFT and these projects raise a bunch of money, there's no guarantee that they're actually going to follow through on any of things like the development of more uh, utility or, you know, there's no guarantee they might just like rug you, you know, and just like and, you know, that's not to speak bad of NFT creators. I think the vast majority of the space is like very like positive minded people who are trying to do good. But uh, it does create kind of an ecosystem that's ripe for like rug pulls and rip offs. Right. So the idea is sort of of like that money is more like community owned and the incentives are aligned a little bit more between like creators and traders where they're both like earning swap fees off of the trading volume. So that's kind of it. It's a little bit different revenue model than normal NFTs. I kind of compare it to like, you know, if you're an artist, you could like sell individual pieces of art uh, or you could like charge a royalty for when they're used. And the gumball system is kind of like a, a royalty model applied to NFTs. So it's not meant to necessarily like replace all types of NFT minting, but it's kind of meant to offer another avenue for creators, uh, for people that are more focused on, you know, just doing art. If they want to have a staking aspect, 
to their NFT. They don't have to like build that out or take, you know, mint liquidity and hire devs to build that out. Uh, it's just there already built into their, their collection. So that's kind of like the basic overview from my end. Oh, what I forgot to say uh, was like, yeah, like Zinger brought up too, like if you buy an NFT and you want to sell it, you know, it can often be hard to sell an NFT. So it's more about just giving the people like the autonomy to like arrive at a fair market value for an asset based more on supply and demand versus it being as subjective as like NFT pricing is now. Uh, the Gumball ecosystem kind of supports this like dual pricing where there's like a floor price for every NFT, but there's also the ability to take it to third party marketplaces and sell it. So we kind of try to balance that a bit and give people like the ability to like exit their position more easily if they want to lower the risk for new users, things like that. That sounds great. So it sounds like you guys trying to build the, I guess that infrastructure, as you mentioned for, I guess, other people, other artists who maybe want to stake or provide those, I guess, more DeFi native aspects to their NFT collections. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. We had one creator who is like, this is like kind of a good example of where our mind's at is he was like, Oh, I'm interested in gumball, but I'm, I'm a little worried because like I wanted to basically create like value for my NFT holders. And I wanted to create like a staking platform where they could bring their NFT and they could earn yield. And I was like, okay, cool. Like how were you originally planning on doing that? And he was like, well, I was going to use money from like the mint and basically hire devs and, and build this like website. And I was like, you know, essentially what Gumball's done already. We took the like all the back end out of it. You don't have to like worry about hiring devs from Pakistan to build your stuff and like, you know, write code and write UI and all that. So, and then also like, I think with NFTs, it's a very like loaded term. Like most of us have kind of a preconception of what we think of when we think of NFTs, right? Like art. Scam, yeah, scam, scam. art or yeah. like for, some, for my for my friends for my friends and family. Totally, totally. It's just like <laughs> it's like why would I pay for this monkey picture or like whatever? I I think like with with Gumball like too. I think we're trying to kind of approach NFTs from not just being like a PFP or just like static art. I think that there's like a lot of different classes of digital assets that can fit into like the Gumball model and like so one of those for example is Alpha Alpha Alert. We're doing like a video game where like you can go out and mine resources and like each unit of resource is like an NFT that's on a bonding curve. Um, so that's like, we're kind of trying to like think outside the box of what digital assets can be and like what, what useful like protocols we can build on top of Gumball. So Gumball is like a final product in itself, but it's also like sort of a base layer for other products. Gotcha. You said that. And for some reason, the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, all those hours that I logged into Minecraft trying to get those diamonds, I could actually have on the on, on the bonding curve. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then you could, you know, you stake could be them. like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna stake them or I'm gonna sell them, and somebody could actually, or like maybe there's like another video game that you can use them in from the same studio, right? So I like, and I think with video games especially, like people are able to, uh, you know, they're familiar with video games and like the idea of owning something in a game. So I think like putting it in those terms of being like, oh, it's like a video game item that you actually own in real life. You can take it and do other things with it other than, you know, when this game stops having server support, it's just gone kind of thing. Gotcha. So I'm, I meant to ask you, so there's this sort of, I guess, new meta and you guys, at least I kind of consider you guys one of the first people to sort of go at it, which is NFT Fi. Do you think you could explain that to us and listeners as like explain it like I'm five? Yeah, sure. I mean, so like DeFi is decentralized finance. It's taking financial applications mm -hmm. and doing it in a decentralized manner on the blockchain. So NFT Fi, I think, is kind of the next extension of that. But rather than it focusing on like fungible token based assets, it's going to be focusing on like these unique assets that like NFTs. And I think that's the thing with NFTs that like people gravitate towards them because there's like a subjective value to them in, in addition to that like monetary value. 
And so I think that systems that are able to incorporate digital assets like NFTs that are unique and give them a fair market value, but then also be able to like cater to that human element of people like, you mm. know, like trading cards where it's like, this might be worth this much, but to this other person, it's worth more because of X, Y, and Z. The problem is when you have digital assets that don't have any liquidity, like liquidity is the basis of DeFi. Like you can't have DeFi applications and financial applications with like no liquidity. And so all of these solutions for NFT Fi as of now are looking for ways to incentivize liquidity out of ecosystems like mercenary liquidity. But the issue with mercenary liquidity is that it's always just looking for the best APR or whatever, or APY. So it's just going to leave whenever the next protocol comes that can offer better better yield or something. So the idea with Gumball is that when you buy an NFT, you are the liquidity provider for that. Uh, and it's kind of treating NFT buyers as liquidity providers uh, in that way. So that's kind of how I would see it. I think the biggest challenge with NFT FI is just a lack of liquidity. That's kind of like the lubricant of financial systems to keep things moving essentially well said well said that was that was very well said just gonna ask more so you obviously can't talk about gumball without talking about this bonding curve are you able to break it down into like the absolute most simplistic approach totally bonding curve is is just a math equation that relates supply and demand so you have say 10,000 nfts that are going to be sold on a bonding curve the first one say starts at one eth Somebody puts one ETH into the bonding curve and they get their NFT out. The next NFT sold off the bonding curve is slightly higher than that. So say it's, you know, 1.01 ETH or something like that. So as people buy from the bonding curve, liquidity in the bonding curve grows, the price goes up as a function of supply and demand and vice versa. As people sell back to the bonding curve, there's less circulating supply, price comes down. So a bonding curve is just a fancy way to basically talk about liquidity pool that keeps track of price of something uh, based on a mathematical equation. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's a really good. nice piffy way to explain. I love it, <laughs> but to, to to throw a spanner in the works, actually, it may be a little complicated because you did say some of these NFT projects could be existing on other platforms and marketplaces where they might create their own floor. Is there a way to compensate for maybe the fluctuations in price in conjunction with your bonding curve on Gumball? Yeah, so basically, like if you have a NFT that is currently say it's worth like two ETH on the bonding curve on Gumball, uh, that's like the floor price. And let's say you have like a rare NFT though of that collection, like you have some really rare traits. So you can take it to like OpenSea or another third party marketplace and sell it for like a bid ask for whatever you want to list it for. So the real like balancer, I guess, would be like arbitrage. Like you're never going to have NFTs trading for much higher than they're going to be on the gumball bonding curve unless they're like rare or they have some subjective value to them uh, that people want to sell them for more. So like, I think that that will kind of keep prices somewhat similar between ecosystems but the idea is like gumball is always there to basically offer you floor liquidity and then if you want to go sell it for more you have the freedom to do that kind of like if you had a nice car that you were trying to sell you could probably sell it to more in a private sale uh but we're like the dealership that'll always offer you like blue book value basically for that nft so in that regard like we're not really worried about like there being too much of a price difference because with the concept of the bonding curve and then like the open market, they're going to kind of find equilibrium between each other. Also though, so when you mint like an NFT off of Gumball, you can return that NFT and basically like re-roll your mint for like a fee. So mm -hmm. there's going to be ah. people who are going to be like hunting through the Gumball machine for rare NFTs. And every time they do that, they're generating fees that then get distributed to the stakers. Um, so I hear like a slot machine in the background as you're saying this. Yeah, like, that's it's kind exactly. of like, well, that's what the concept yeah. of, that's why it's called Gumball is because like gotcha. uh, our dev was describing this contract to me. He's like, yeah, it's like an NFT bonding curve you can mint from 
but then if you don't like your NFT, you can send it back and remint it. And I was like, it's kind of like a gumball machine, except you can't send gumballs back. But like, you know, it's like a it's like a toy machine. I was gonna say, like in America, uh, yeah, what kind of toy machine? Your gumball you? and chuck it back in the machine. What's going on? <laughs> no, totally. We were like, oh, it's like a fucked up gumball machine. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically the idea is that you're you got these competing. It's like a little bit of game theory where you've got uh, you know people trading on the bonding curve, and then you've got people that are like hunting rare NFTs to take off of the platform. So at the beginning of a collection, the bonding curve price is like kind of an index of the average price of the collection. And over the lifetime of the collection, as more people mint rare ones out and take them off site uh, or to OpenSea or to hold in their wallet or whatever, uh, that bonding curve price kind of diverges becoming like the floor price of the collection for common NFTs, if that makes sense. Because we assume over time, people will pull out their rare ones and either hold them or sell them on third-party markets. Um, so that bonding curve price sort of shifts over the lifetime of the uh, NFT, if that makes sense. I was, I mean, I was picturing like Pokemon cards and like, are you aware of the NFTs that are in the gumball machine? Yeah, so the ones that have been returned, when you mint, it's it's random. It's like you can't see what's coming up, but then uh, yeah. you can choose to either mint or a random one, or you can choose one of the ones that's been returned already, which you can see in like a gallery. Do you guys know the Christmas game? It's called like Dirty Santa or like White Elephant or yeah. like Yankee Swap. It's a bunch of names for it, but it's like you can either pick a new gift from under the tree or you can steal a gift from somebody yeah. else that's already been opened. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, we, we play that here too, yeah. yeah. I played it this year. We have Christmas too in Australia. <laughs> no, no, no. I heard they're upside down though. It is. All the presents are hanging upside down. The upside down tree. Yeah. What, what was your thing about Pokemon cards? Oh, I was going to say like what I was picturing. And when I talk about like, when I think about trading things, I always go back to Pokemon cards. Cool. I'm glad you're anime minded again. Thanks, man. Yeah. There's like, there's like a, like a rare Pokemon in the machine per se, like a, like a Charizard. It's Charizard. Like in a booster pack? Or these? And like you, you drew these other crappy Pokemon and yeah. it was like someone trying to return it and then trying to get the Charizard back. But you're saying that if if it's in the pool, you can choose to have that NFT as well? Oh, like, like if it, someone's like, already returned it. Yeah, if someone's returned it. Yeah. So when you mint a new NFT, you can either actually have a choice to mint a new one or choose one that somebody's returned already. Yes. So if there was a rare one, what incentive would you have to mint, uh, a, mint a random one versus just pick the rarest one you'd that's available. You'd probably take the rarest one, wouldn't you? Let's take the rarest one. Good. Or you would just take you'd, the... Yeah, you'd roll the dice and mince another okay. one. That then yeah. begs the question, though, of, of, like, why did that person leave the rare one there? Unless they took out another rare, like, a more rare one. So, yeah, I mean, basically, when you go to yeah. mint, it's like, you want to have a mystery chance? Or if you see a rare one right there, it's like, you know, uh, a bird in the hands or mm. two in the bush type thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a fun way to play it. And for an NFT project that wants to be in Gumball, is it permissionless or do they have to go through some kind of process to get their NFT project on the Gumball system? Uh, it's currently not permissionless, but we have plans to be permissionless uh, at V2, which will be coming later this year. Alpha. Alpha alert. Yeah, big, honestly, okay, so we got V1 coming out like this month, but we already have our complete like architecture and like UI design for V2 that we're, we're coming up like hot on uh, after this. So there's a lot of features basically like, okay, I, like we, we got to a point basically where we had our core contracts audited and we were like, we just need to like launch this shit. But while we were waiting on audits and UI, we just kept building. So I'd say we're already probably 60, 70% done on V2. And that's going to see, yeah, permissionless user creation, like physical redemptions for clothing and shit like that. GameFi, a bunch of other stuff's coming with V2. Oh, holy smokes. 
That's Might sick. even include NFT generation within the app itself. Oh yeah, that's right. Full launch pad for NFT creators. Uh, oh, like do all your yeah. metadata for you and everything. Many use cases for Gumball. Oh wow, yeah, nice. I do like this. Yeah, you gonna spin up an NFT project, Goose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my 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 creative ability. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah it's like you could literally just be an artist who knows nothing about nfts and you know come to our website and do the whole process that's kind of the idea that'd be really cool so it's kind of like the one-stop shop you're like hey if you're into the nfts and you kind of see this nft fi thing coming and you want to capitalize on that utilize that you're saying hey here's the infrastructure totally plug and play you can get it all done for your community oh nice oh beautiful 100 percent. gotcha gotcha yeah that's so exciting god i'm gonna have to get back into nfts again oh, oh. it's happening <laughs> <laughs> nft5 my if you went through my like transactions through nfts you'd see a load of red <laughs> i've not done well I mean, yeah. goose hey. is like i gotta open up my dgen wallet yeah again. exactly Jesus. hey you got some bears though you blow the dust off yeah <laughs> Holy, okay. You okay, man? You're good? <laughs> I'm just going to get more PTSD. Goose from... <laughs> is going to have some bad dreams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it comes up with every podcast episode, it like does. some of the bad decisions it's we've made. It's always a moment, <laughs> the color drinks from your face, and you think about what you bought last year. Far out. <laughs> uh, Do you guys remember BitConnect? Does anybody remember BitConnect? BitConnect, of course. Was before my time. But... The exchange? Yeah. Or the fucking Ponzi. I'll just move the dude. <laughs> my brother was super into that. And I like, oh, he told me about really? it. And I was like, dude, this is such a Ponzi. That was like 2017, dude. That was old school shit. Uh, that guy was insane, though. That's a vintage Ponzi. That's a vintage <laughs> Ponzi, dude. What is he up to these days? We should get him on. I think he's in Carlos jail. Carlos oh, okay. from BitConnect? I don't know. I think he's in jail. Get him on the honey. Yeah, cast. can we get him on, dude? Oh, yeah. I want to talk to him. <laughs> from BitConnect? We just wanna we just wanna hear him say good day, cunts. Warning. C word pass strike one. Two strikes remaining. Oh my god. Isn't that an Australian thing? Everyone's an Australian on this podcast. Apparently. Oh. He's doing his best Australian accent. Oh we we overused it so much that it became yeah, you got to remember, we came from convicts. A lot of us were shipped over by the English as prisoners. Convicts. We have a real reverence to... to Convict music. Where's my Codeine? <laughs> Shout out Akon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I just wanted to insert the Akon sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that. Remember the song uh, Akon, like, back in, like, uh, the 2000s when he was popping his, like... Sorry, this is a ramble, so, like, cut this cut this shit up. <laughs> like, so for the meme, his, his, his sound tag was, like, Convict music. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you... <laughs> know. Favorite. I was wondering how we got from Australia to Akon. Okay. Yeah, I don't is know. he Australian? I'm pretty sure Akon's Australian. Surely not. Akon. Akon. Akon, mate. Akon. 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 He's he's changing lives in Africa right now. He's doing a lot. He's like an R&B guy, isn't he? Don't look at me. All right. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> no, we don't know. We have our own shit over here. We just listen to ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> Goose, you need to know your R&B history. <laughs> We're looking at you guys. <laughs> I don't know any music. You don't? No, Goose we doesn't listen to music. We shouldn't get he into it. He plays the trumpet, though. But yeah, we are, we are getting way uh, off track here. <laughs> I was very talented at the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying. Uh, <laughs> Miles Davis over here. <laughs> You're listening to The Honeycast. Should we talk about Testnet? Should we ask about how Testnet went? What were your takeaways? Was there anything the team learned from that? I participated in Testnet. I believe yeah, that was did as well. Did you jump on Testnet? Yeah, I was team Y. 
Team Y. Yeah, I was Team Y too. Team yeah. Y represent. Best team. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Best team. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Dude, biggest takeaway was just the amount of shit that always goes wrong. Like, there was so many unexpected things, the, especially the first time we launched it. Uh, it was only up for like two days, I think. I remember that. I missed that. So I think for me, it was just like Murphy's Law, expecting the unexpected. I think within like the first 24 hours, we hit our max calls on Infura and it just completely crashed like the test net. So, I mean, that was a big one. I don't know, Mo, what were some other fucking takeaways, dude? We had a lot of good UI feedback, just a lot of like quality of life stuff. Yeah, we had a lot of bugs and everyone loved it besides the bugs and then when the second testnet came around i think there was like only a few minor bugs that had to do with like the metamask calls and the transaction fees being a little bit messed up but we got all that squared away and it was just really a nice learning experience to see how much feedback you can get from the testnet itself it was really illuminating I mean, the community did so well. Learned a lot. They were so on it, and like their feedback was very, I feel like, helpful. They were posting in the right channel, so pretty productive. Yeah, like little UI changes, like, oh, if this could read your balance here, or if this could show the whole decimal numbers, like little things like that, that when you're kind of in the middle of the project and you just live, sleep, eat, breathe, gumball all the time, you don't notice it. But when you have an outside perspective, it's it really helps. Totally. Yeah, there are some things too that like you don't think of when you're just messing around when it's like, oh, I'm buying and selling a few NFTs. Like once people owned like 150 test NFTs though, uh, when the like UI wasn't very good for like deciding what you wanted to sell back, it became really apparent. So I think like scaling issues were, were kind of brought up too. Honestly, it's like really easy for us to say it was chill though. Cause like we're not devs. So the devs were having to deal with all of it. We were just like, Oh, test net spots. Who wants to play <laughs> poker? <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it, was, it was a ball for us. Yeah, it was great for us. But uh, I know that devs definitely lost some sleep uh. those fucking days. You're listening to the Honeycast. The Honeycast, a podcast for bearers to fool them into believing this fake Ooga Booga chain is actually real. Back to the show. Zinger, I know you're helping a lot with, I guess, like the community outreach and uh, and like the spaces. Uh, you guys have blown up since I remember seeing you guys back in like Q1. So like, congrats. I mean, honestly, nice. Brock has done so and much. And Brock as well. Yeah, yeah, Brock has done so much. Oh, no, I it's a team effort. It's a team honestly. effort, yeah. Team, yeah. But definitely, like, it's funny to see where we were and where we're at right now. Zinger is so much better at, like, connecting with other groups of people than I am. Like, the only people I know how to talk to are fucking bears. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can speak bears. What have we got? Booga, booga. Yeah, it's been really cool watching, uh, I bet F-Dub's perspective and a lot of the Barrows, they've been watching uh, Gumball from a standpoint where it was just like this tiny project with like 50 to 100 followers to blowing up overnight. I remember me and Brock were just both out when we started blowing up and our Discord was just flooding with people. And we just had like people making us martinis in chat. It was oh, great. that's right. I was camping. I was so fucked up when I like I looked at my phone and it was it was like four hundred people joined your Discord in the last hour. And I was you like, guys oh, were like, "Go look at the server. Do you see what's going on?" And it I'm was like, so funny, dude. It was so fun. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. We like honestly just kind of chugged along at like a few hundred for a while, uh, and then we went like parabolic this one night. I think like some Indonesian Telegram chat had shared our link or something, but we had just tons of Indonesian people joining. It was sick. Shout out Gumball Indonesian crew, Sir Mercury. What's you guys up, are baby? amazing. Oh, Sir Mercury. Agent H. Agent, Agent H. Salama Oh, nice. Everyone that we get on is so modest. I wish we get someone on this just like, yeah, it's all me. I'm the shit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll do that one along with Baradrome, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, work on Baradrome. Oh, <laughs> we all know that that whole project is just me, dude. MXM doesn't do anything on that shit. Dude. I thought that's the sentiment you give up on there, but... <laughs> <laughs> just me and Just you and the resident e-girl doing all the work. I heard. Sick cunt. <laughs> Watch me. Yeah. You telling me a Barra built this chain? We should talk about the Ooga Booga chain, shouldn't we? And um, Oh, yeah, that would duped into thinking that, like, bear chain's real. What do you want you on first? Uh, Arbitrum. Uh, love Arbitrum. It's been awesome building with everybody on there. We're like a lot of bear projects that so we're like, you know, we're just ready to go. And bear is not right now, but that's okay, you know? So I, I appreciate that there's a lot of bear projects that are launching on yep. other chains first. And that it's like uh, just, you know, kind of just the reality of the situation. But we're super stoked on bear chain. Uh, we're all bear bear holders like we were i mean shit i think it was back in like february last year i think i remember our dev was talking to Smokey, and he's like dude these guys are doing like an l1 it'd be sick to launch on them and they're i literally remember being like dude this sounds so fake chain that we're yeah. gonna build on but yeah oh, it is fake so. yeah it is fake but so that's why we're doing a fake launch on it but uh yeah i don't know just i love the bears dude. it's like the best memers out there man we love the bears too Mo, do you love the bears? Everyone say it. Zinger, you love the bears? I want everyone to say I it. I do. I do love the bears. Well, I am a bear, so I must love the bears. Everyone say it in your mics. Oh, I love the bears. Good day, <laughs> Warning. C word pass strike two. One strike remaining. <laughs> I love the bears. That's more British. I did my first rap battle in Web3. It was in the Barra oh, server. Nice. You remember oh, that? Oh, Zinger, were you there for the rap battle? I was. I was. I dragged her You up. did. She asked me like five times, do not call on me. And I was like, well, everyone. She was like, and Zinger. <laughs> yeah, this was like a long time ago. This was like in June. Yeah, it's been a while since it's been a rap night. Yeah. Yeah. We should get one going. Do it again. again. I'm down. You'd be good at it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I might die inside. But I'm keen. I'm keen to attend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Tez. I know you got some like Australian grime in you. Australian grime, yeah. Oh, Aussie rap. Aussie hip hop. I feel like Aussies could just talk normally and we call it rap. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> 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 actually oh this is a bit off topic but i saw like, very phonetically sound that's yeah well do you know designer the guy did panda oh a bit. i don't know music he um there's like a yeah. tiktok of him just talking like in china and like i don't think they understand what he's saying but they all think he's rapping and they're like throwing <laughs> hands and like buffing he's just talking <laughs> so funny <laughs> it's like i'll send it to you his, his voice naturally just has bass exactly so yeah he's just got a flow about him designer yeah, yeah. that's it yeah shout out designer if you're listening i'm, I'm sure he is <laughs> Is he, is he a musician? He's a rapper. Pan, okay. You know, you know, Panda, 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 no, Panda, Panda. I got bras in Atlanta. <laughs> it's been called Indian Atlanta. I got credit cards and scammers. Okay. I don't know music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, back to bears. <laughs> what can bear listeners expect? Are there any surprises for bearers with the Gumball launch? Is there anything that you can share with us? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I think we're working on some special stuff for Barra. I think Ooh. Operation Gummy Barra is what we're calling it. Oh. oh. <laughs> Hello. Well, yeah, it took a long time to come up with that one. That's awesome. Gummy Barra. That for a while. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be like bears on bikes. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Like on balls. 
in vaults gummy looking <laughs> or something like that but yeah we've got some tricks up our sleeve for this chain we're kind of waiting to see if it materializes first <laughs> is it real yeah but uh yeah we've got some fun stuff planned yeah. uh probably some stuff we'll talk about on the baradrome episode a little bit more but we've got some fun plans uh for an nft project that will kind of be focused on uh you know launching on gumball and then also having like liquidity options on uh baradrome oh, kind of a proof of concept for DeFi protocol application i mean we've always had plenty of incentives for Barras in our Discord, like from day one, we've shown them a lot that of love. True. They've given us a lot of love. F Dub can attest. I think the alpha you just leaked, the collection that was meant for Barra Chain, is our biggest of plans. But as we get more information about the uh, alleged chain itself, I'm sure we'll find other ways to incentivize users onto Gumball Barra Chain. Yeah, sick. Very nice. That's exciting. That is exciting. Ooh. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how you guys. Uh, plan on using i guess the pol system the proof of liquidity in tandem with like, like your gpt token and you know the liquidity as a whole and whatnot so uh right who wouldn't want to see a honey pool i wish i knew how bear chain worked or else i'd have more <laughs> input on <their> integrations <laughs> putting more doubt is... into the listeners I'm like, the people building on it don't even know what's going on oh no <laughs> no no don't worry i'm not a dev on gumball i'm just like i do all the other shit so they they get it they fucking understand it but uh i'm just like yeah ooga booga for show give us pools of honey please we want honey pools asap i think that uh in all seriousness like bear chain community kind of being founded on an nft project i think is like a great uh starting point for kind of like people that are already like 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 like-minded enough to like get our protocol people that are like into nfts and understand like nft communities so we're excited to just work with like what we basically view as our favorite nft community it's like yeah ooga booga for show we're probably looking at probably wrapping it at this point, but was there anything you guys wanted to share? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Just want to catch impressed. just in case we missed something. Yeah. You guys any jokes? To, yeah. Any alpha? Think uh, Brocken. Yeah. Go ahead, Zinger. You got anything? No, I was gonna say I feel like you've given a lot of alpha. No more alpha. Don't give yeah. me more alpha. Come on, just a little. Unless more. unless someone airdrops me a Barra, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think. oh my god dude Zinger, you should have been in the uh, the bear drum giveaway last night dude I, I dude last night i wasn't alive okay i just oh, that's found right. life again today you have baby covid i have that yeah. game is rough <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a fun game but like it's brutal <laughs> <laughs> i think everybody sucked at it me too physics were out of the yeah time. i'm like why am i not getting this but i loved the twitch video i think missy was that her name? Michi. She, Michi. She did great. I loved her costume. <laughs> yeah. She was dressed as a bear. Yeah, you guys wouldn't believe how long it takes to get a bear suit shipped to Bali these days. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd imagine they don't need a lot of bear suits out there. It's pretty hot. It's pretty pretty tropical out there. There's a supply and chain issue with all the bear suits. Yeah. I mean, the demand's just increasing by the day. You got your bear suit, Goose? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, koala bear. Oh, yeah. I want to see more koalas in the bears. Yeah. Well, not technically a bear, but, yeah, but it is a koala bear. Koala bear? Yeah, that'd yep. be sick. Drop bears. Yeah. All right. Easy. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Appreciate man. you coming. Awesome. Same for me. Thanks so I'm much, you guys. To come back. Hell yeah. Can, Can you, you auto tune me? Make sure you auto tune me. <laughs> yeah, I will for sure. Don't you worry. I'm Brock. <laughs> give us a little oh, yeah. tune, Brock. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brock, you want to give us the outro here? A uh, little outro jingle? Absolutely not. Uh, hi. <laughs> come on, Brock. <laughs> Dude, Mo, what's the song? Come on, Mo. Sing him the gumball song. Sing a gumball song? <sighs>
Oh, the gumballs. Gum we got gum. We got balls. Call us gumballs. That's it. That's yeah. it. Okay. That's nice. it. We put a jingle to that. Yeah. You don't want to give us a few runs, like so, Brock. With with auto tune, how do you hit it? Like the more like woo, kind of. I'll take I'll take yeah. auto tune, Brock. You're not undeserving. I just want auto tune on me talking about liquidity. All right, you gotta do some woo <laughs> stuff though, because auto tune really kicks in when you start hitting those high notes. I need a couple of bars, man. Yeah, give us a few phrases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't auto-tune monotone. You gotta give some vocals here. Alright, alright. I'll get my bars in order for next week. Oh, for next week, alright, alright. <laughs> alright, like he's gonna come with his 16 bars and we'll be good. But um, guys, thanks for coming out to, to the Honeycast. I guess check out Gumball on Twitter. And uh, yeah, Goose, Tez. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, guys. Ooh, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week, Brock. <laughs> well, cheers. Thanks so much. Cheers, cunts. Warning. C-word pass strike three. You have now redeemed all your passes and can no longer use the C word. You bunch of cunts. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. Cheers, cunts. Warning. Warning. Unauthorized C word usage. The podcast will shut down in three, two, one.